Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Travel Thursday. You know, duty free and travel retail. That's a global industry that's generated annual retail sales of 68.6 billion US dollars in 2017. I mean, we're just looking at pre pandemic, right? And that encompasses the sale of goods to international travelers. Well, airports represent the majority of such sales globally, but duty free and travel retail is also available at border shops, cruise and ferry shops on vessels in international waters, on board aircraft, uh, during international flights, and at some international railway stations. And with the travel and tourism industry on track to make a gradual comeback, players in this space, particularly in the travel retail space, are anticipating a new way of travel amongst consumers, with events over the past two years shaping their leisure and spending intentions. So this also means that many are switching from their pre-pandemic providers, retail or otherwise, to others that have demonstrated an ability to predict and plan for changing expectations. But how is all this going to affect it? I mean, how will this segment evolve quickly enough to meet those demands? Online with me is Chris Pock, Chief Executive Officer for Chris Shop. Chris, how are you doing? Good morning, Elliot. I'm doing fine. There's been an e-commerce boom, hasn't there? I mean, when we're talking about this evolution of retail, it always comes back to e-commerce. What's your personal perspective and observation? I mean, do you think it happened earlier than expected? I would say that e-commerce adoption is actually a rising trend, but definitely pandemic has accelerated this trend. I mean, pandemic has really made shop- online shopping a way of life. In the past two and a half years, I think we see a huge wave of new consumers embracing online shopping for the very first time. And I mean, we also observe some shift in behaviors. For example, in the past, we associate e-commerce with activity for the younger generation. Today, we see e-commerce adoption across demographics. Look, my mom, 70 years old now, knows that she can find anything she wants on Shopping Lazada and of course, Chris Shop. (laughs) And you know, it. It also helps that e-commerce being totally digital, right, has made content sharing so easy between brands and consumers and consumers to consumers. And this has driven consumers to be more daring in trying brands that they may not have heard of or subscribed to previously. And this is good because it provides a new and yet to be known brands a platform to reach audiences which physical retail may not be as efficient to do so in the past. And also, as consumers gain confidence in e-commerce, we are seeing out that they are opening their wallets and purchasing bigger ticket items online. Mm. And this has driven to even premium and luxury brands out there. They have taken notice and have increased their online presence. And finally, I think one other observation that we have seen is that consumers are now willing to purchase products that are outside of traditional e-commerce catalog. Example, sporting goods like bicycles. During pandemic, we have that bicycle boom, right? Yeah, we yeah. never expected that uh, people would just buy bicycles online and they did. You know, in the past, a trip to the shop may be necessary to make that final decision. Today, I don't think that's necessary. Mm. All these behavior shifts, you know, have no doubt helped us in a way that we expand our product portfolio and brand partnerships. I really relate to what you said there, especially about your mother, because I face the same situation. It's even worse because I say, hey, where do you buy this, mom? Oh, you want to help you buy it? I bought it online. <laughs> wow, that's embarrassing. But, but Chris, you know, talking about this e-commerce boom, so putting e-commerce boom is front and center, right? And this is a tough question. The e-commerce boom, no doubt it's an opportunity, but is it competition 
to Chris Shop or because of the e-commerce boom, is Chris Shop now competition to every other e-commerce player? What are your thoughts? I, okay, so I would say that the pre-COVID, clearly our traditional business is in travel retail. We serve customers through our in-flight catalog and in-flight sales cards. We do our Chrisshop.com pre-COVID that allows consumers to pre-order merchandise and then have it delivered to the aircraft where our crew will deliver to the seat and mm-hmm. to the consumers. So we are practically a very traditional travel retailer players. So COVID has forced us to pivot to serve the e-commerce home delivery market. I would like to say that today we are present in both markets. We can serve travelers when they are traveling in our travel retail business. We can also serve consumers that are not traveling by delivering merchandise to home. So in a sense, yes, we are not competition. We are just joining the game. We are now as an e-commerce platform as any other e-commerce platform out there. Is it hard though, or was it hard though, to get your customers on board to that idea? I think at the start, yes, at the onset of uh, COVID in April uh, 2020, we do have to go out very strongly to sell the message that you can buy without flying. Mm. I think the key note is that pre-COVID, we address our customers as travelers. Okay. Today, we have changed that term, throw away the travelers and say that we are addressing our customers as consumers, whether they travel or not. So I think that's a fundamental change for our business. We no longer see them as travelers or non-travelers. We see the whole journey as being seamless. When they are traveling, they can buy from us. When they are not traveling, they can still buy from us. Mm. Yeah, we talked about this before, how we live in a world now where we are spoiled for choice. And I'm sure you've heard how there's no such thing as loyalty anymore. <laughs> I mean, what does it take, in your opinion, for a brand or, or, or a retailer, in that sense, to retain some form of customer loyalty? This question about loyalty, <laughs> when, when I think about this loyalty, I always think about football club loyalty. Okay. You know, all of us stick to one soccer club, be it high or low, how the club performs. That kind of loyalty is gold, you know. So I guess for us, I think the fundamental principle of loyalty has not changed. I mean, who can best meet a consumer's need, do it consistently, do the simple things right, will win their hearts and therefore their wallets. But the challenge, as you have already said today, is consumers have so many choices. So for us, I think we believe in getting the fundamentals right. We need to be where our consumers are, which comes back to our point that today we must be an omnichannel retailer. Whether they are surfing on mobile, whether they are surfing on desktop, we must be present whenever they are, whether they are traveling, not traveling. So from this front, right, in the past, we offer pre-order up to 24 hours before flight departure, ex-Changi Airport. Today, we have closed the gap to 60 minutes so that we can be seamlessly part of the travel journey of our customers. I think we do that is because we need to be relevant to our consumers and if we are relevant to our consumers and we do the basic things right, we will have a chance to win their loyalty. Actually, waiting time is something that goes a long way. People don't really like to wait for their products. I mean, yes, definitely. I mean, when you buy something, you definitely want yeah. to buy it as soon as possible and because that gives you the greatest satisfaction, right? Yeah. You talked about loyalty and, and football clubs. So just on the side, which football club do you support? <laughs> Uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Okay, you really need to be loyal. Well done, man. Well done. You, you are walking the talk. Um, I want to know more about the Chris Shopper program. I mean, what sets it apart other than the loyalty programs? Tell me more about it. So, Chris Shopper program is actually a product of COVID. As I said, during COVID, we have to pivot to serve customers via e-commerce home delivery. So, in the past two years, we engaged our Chris Buyer members extensively 
riding on the e-commerce boom, we observe a significant traction among our Quizfire members. What surprised us is that we actually have a lot of basic Quizfire members who may not buy frequently, but shop a lot more with us. So in an effort to recognize and reward these supporters and to further deepen our engagement with them, Quizwater program is born. So the program is like typical loyalty program. It has four tiers based on qualifying spend and remote members with mouse earn the higher tier they go. Okay. So members can earn up to four Chris Fire mouse per $1 eligible spend. They can enjoy other benefits like double mouse on their birthday month, gain early access to a range of perks, exclusive deals, new launches. So with every membership tier unlocked, there are new benefits that are added to them, like complimentary services like shipping and gift wrapping. So in a nutshell, right, Chris Shopper is a program that is designed to create long-term value for our shoppers in addition to offering them immediate advantages such as member-only perks and promotions. Mm. And the best thing is, it's only just launch. Mm. So the sky is the limit on what we can do and we aim to make it a go-to platform for our brand partners to engage our loyalty customers. So I'm curious about that right there when you talk about how it's only been just launched. I mean, how hard was this conversation? I'm sure there was a debate on, okay, what, do we really need to do this? Can we kind of stick to what we've done before considering that travel is back? I mean, you see tourists, you see more hotel occupancy. Mm. Do, is it really the right time? How did that meeting go? Tell me more. So I think the consideration is that looking at data, there are a sizable group of customers that really enjoy shopping. So a retail-focused program is therefore important because it allows us that flexibility to work with brand partners to bring other kinds of benefits to customers. They favor retail a lot more and yet they still are traveling. So I think that is the angle that we are coming from. Yeah, Chris Fire program is a wonderful program. So we are just a layer of very nice icing on top of the Chris Fire program to give the members who are also frequent shoppers better benefits. I'm thinking, and I like the way you put it, right? Like icing on top of the program. This icing should benefit the local brands, like in terms of getting an international audience. Mm. Correct. So as part of our Chris Shop mission, we are a platform that pride ourselves in global curation of interesting product and services and connecting brands to our global sophisticated group of customers. So this is where Singapore brands add a lot of value because a lot of our Singapore brands offer high quality products that are authentic, trustworthy, with a strong heritage that reflects Singapore as a multicultural melting pot. So in short, Singapore brands produce high quality products. Today, we are hosting about over more than 170 local brands on our Wavelove SG concept store. So what we plan to do going forward is using Quizshop as a platform, help our local brands experiment, test and learn, discover in terms of regional and global reach, which are the audiences that resonate very well with their brands, and hopefully using this opportunity, formulate an expansion plan beyond Singapore. Wow. So that, that is what we try to do. And Chris Shopper is, is that additional, I would say, boost to this mission itself. That sounds and great. Actually, it's a win-win. It's yeah. a win-win for consumers yeah. because they get very high-quality products with great content. It's win-win for the brands because they have access to a global customer base. Mm, very true. Uh, hey Chris, just as a final question, and I guess this is a bit of a speculative question, a bit of an opinion question. Where do you see all of this going, this retail sector, and especially with Chris Shop? Where do you see it going as we move into a post-COVID world? The picture that we described pre-COVID is one aircraft because we are in travel retail. During COVID, it becomes a house because we are purely an e-commerce home delivery when our in-flight business has taken a, a hot. Yeah. 
So today we are both an aircraft and a house. Mm-hmm. So we have gained two wings of growth. And I think that is very critical for us because we are diversified in terms of sales channel. We are seamless in terms of customers, whether they travel or not, they have access to Krishop, they can buy things. So this for us, I think I would say we are in a stronger position today versus pre-COVID in terms of a business model. All right, excellent stuff. Been speaking with Chris Bocco, his Chief Executive Officer for Chris Shop. Appreciate your time this morning. Take care, have a great day ahead, yeah? Thank you, thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.